from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening, Khuyanand Mulwani, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show. I must tell you that my heart is excited. I'm so excited to be back on air. I've missed you guys. I haven't spoken with you in such a long time, and it's been lonely <laughs> and alone. And yeah, so I am so happy happy to be back on air and to be able to chat with you and to be able to speak about sore topics and really I think tonight is just one of them. I, I sometimes long to have programs that are more joyful than I do but unfortunately it I suppose comes with the territory of my work as a psychologist. Well you know tonight and we know that we had the very very, very, very sore news of one of our daughters of our community who have always been much loved and still loved, who had passed away and um, under the circumstances of suicide. And um, it is a very, very sore topic to do. It is such a a hard sore topic to have to do with such empathy, um, with such softness, with such mercy. Inshallah, that is what we're going to be focusing on after the Waqt of Maghrib, after the Hatam has been um, concluded, our daily community Hatam, after that it had all happened, then we will focus on suicide and depression and speak a little bit about it in regard to educating people um, and letting, allowing people to understand a little bit more about this type of um, experience that happens, but also the in regard to stigma and how, you know, when we stigmatize mental health conditions, that we make it extremely difficult for people to reach out for help um, and to cry out to say that I'm not doing well, I really am not doing well. And so I, I feel it's such a point in time in which we need to give value to um, growing from the choice that she would have made um, and say that by Allah we are benefiting um, because we are opening the conversation and we are addressing stigma in regard to mental health. It is a very, very sore thing to have to speak about stigma in the 21st century around mental health. Mental health is such a sore topic, it's such a sore place to be. You know, if we think it's about our emotional well-being, you can imagine what it's like if you walk your road alone, in loneliness, in sore, in heart sore, in pain, in trauma, in overwhelmedness, and so much more, you know, and so much more, Ya Rob. And so the 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 trajectory or the journey, you know, we, we don't have someone with whom we can speak who had um who had actually committed suicide and then come back to tell us how it felt and in what space they had been at the time. What one has to say, and I think someone like myself, who is working in the field of mental health, is able to say that it is an extremely, extremely sore place to be. And, you know, I've spoken with of my um, esteemed and honorable clients whom I see, my patients whom I see, 
who would have um, tried to commit suicide and and I would have spoken with them to get an understanding of what is their state of mind like at the time when they make such a decision when if the world is looking on the world would have an opinion to say um, why we don't understand you had so much and more and more people are saying and so you know to be able to educate to be able to explain
wow, mashallah. Allah has really blessed her with a beautiful voice. We've heard so many beautiful voices um, on radio in my program tonight. My heart is happy with it and yet my heart is also very very sore about the focus that we want to have which is on mental health on stigma and on suicide i i just want to say something so you know when such a tragedy um occurs in our community i feel like we as a community should take ownership and responsibility and not apportion blame and judgment and ugly comments and unnecessary comments yeah robby we must control our tongues you know i when i think about things that that it's okay for people when they feel they can just say something when they judge people when they are expressing comments of stigma i i wonder whether they have the thought of ya rabbi i should make dua that it must not happen to me you know so it i feel like before we pass judgment before we make unnecessary comments isn't it better for us to be quiet isn't it better to control our mouths isn't it better that we go into dua and ask allah to give us all guidance and ask allah to forgive us all because all of us you know are not perfect we make errors in judgment we experience pain we sometimes make decisions from that very very sore place of pain and so i i thought i first wanted to touch on mental health and again want to say i'm so hot sore I work in the field of mental health. I'm a mental health practitioner. And I in this time of lots of education and understanding and insight um that people can still not acknowledge respect that mental health is a part of us as a whole being. we have different domains that contribute to who we are and so that would include we are aware that we have a physical side if i hurt i knock my my knee i can feel the pain if i have diabetes if i have cancer if i have a headache then i know i'm having a physical pain and a physical illness and people seem to accept that they respect it they honor it they are empathic they are sympathetic they are generous they want to help they want to assist and then there is the spiritual part of ourselves um and that is when we are advised we had the kari reciting beautifully we have our parents we have our shuyukh we have our teachers um we have our family members our loved ones um who encourage us um they assist us in our journey spiritually you know they want to inspire us they acknowledge that there is that part of us that contributes to who we are somehow there is not the same support for mental and emotional well-being that is such a sadness for me because it is a part of what allah gave to us to make us whole and so many of us are just disrespecting it so when someone is feeling unwell mentally and emotionally we often ridicule them we often say you need to get over yourselves 
We often trivialize it and say, ach, is ook maar net a klein ding. We often say, I mean, really now? Can't you see what you have? Why aren't you grateful? So we shame people. We make people feel, if I feel depressed for particular reasons that I have, I'm made to feel that I'm bad because I am depressed. I'm made to feel I'm lesser than another Muslim. I'm made to feel that there is a problem with my Iman. I'm made to feel like I don't trust Allah, you know. And more, I'm made, I'm shamed, I'm blamed, I'm judged, um, you know, I'm being treated harshly. People avoid me, people laugh at those who are, who have mental illness. People instill fear in others for the person with mental illness. I mean, how we come from a time when people will say, if you have a, a diagnosis of schizophrenia, you've got to be scared of that person. That type of lies, that type of misinformation. You know, uh, people were hurt, people were hit, people were locked up because they had mental illness. Men mental illness includes a wide range of different diagnoses. Of those who'd be, um, when people have intellectual difficulty, people who'd be called names, like, say, so retarded, and if she's retarded, I can do with her what I like. Very, very often people with men mental illness has been sexually abused, financially abused, physically abused, emotionally and mentally abused. So I have to take the stance and say, Subhanallah, can we wake up? Can we wake up, man? This is wrong. If you see yourself as a person who is striving to be good with Allah, and this is why you're saying turn to Allah, then how do you treat someone with mental illness in that way? That is a direct result of people not reaching out for help. People hiding when they're struggling. They carry their pain alone. They feel so bad. Internal stigma is, I feel like I'm letting my family down. I feel so bad about my children. I feel like I'm not coping. You know, I was thinking of mommies, and this is a mommy that had spurred on these conversations. And I wondered about postnatal depression. You know, um, could that have been um, an exacerbation of um, a, a constitution that was fragile to depression? We all are made up differently. Some of us cope in a very different way than others. Some of us are strong. Others are more vulnerable. We will know. We have different children in our home. With the one child I have to speak this way, with the other child as ik net a bitchy te hard praat, dan heil sy of hy. What do I need to do? I need to acknowledge that some people have vulnerable souls. And I, I want to pin stigma and abuse of our people with mental illness, man. I want to pin it to the last sermon of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, when he said we need to protect and honor and look after the property of our fellow Muslims and other human beings. So my property is my mind, my state of health, my well-being. It is my right over my fellow human beings that they must look after my mental health that they must help to protect it instead of you know I was thinking yeah Allah my heart is so sore because a family who is in such sadness like you will not know unless you've stood in this in their shoes may Allah protect us all inshallah
How do you get yourself to say something that is hurtful about the deceased and to the family? How do you do that? Where's your heart? Because remember, Allah will look at our hearts. When we do things like that, what do we do? Are we failing? Our trying to be better for Allah because we are not controlling our mind, our mouths. We are saying hurtful things. We are saying inappropriate things. We are saying things that doesn't affect us. We are saying things that are wrong, absolutely wrong. I, I think about how we fail people who have mental health because of the stigma. How there is, there is hardly a safe space in a family, in a community, in a society, in a masjid, in a faith-based organization to say, when you are not feeling well, come to us. Come and speak with us. Let us show you help in the right direction. Let us get you the help that you deserve as a fellow human being. We fail people with mental health because of our stigma. The, you know, reference was made in the conversation this morning on air that people are referred to loved ones in families saying that to others, disrespecting people. We need to go on our knees. We need to go in sujood. We need to beg Allah that Allah does not give us depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, PTSD, and all of those different mental health illnesses. We must plead with Allah before we utter judgment to others, before we say inappropriate things of which we have no understanding. I, I thought of mercy. Where are, where is our mercy? When you hear a sore, sore experience has befallen your family, your loved one, your neighbor, a community person, where is our mercy? To say, may Allah make it easier on you, inshallah. You know, where is the part of us who, that holds the heart of those who are sore. Where is that part of us? Where is the part of us that says, my heart is good and I give goodness to you. I'm asking Allah to hold my heart. Can I hold your heart when your heart is sore? Do we think about that? We need to be very, very careful. We need to stop the stigma. Because you see, when external stigma stops, then internal stigma will, be, will also stop. If I know that no one will shun me, which means it's external stigma, then I'm not going to feel bad and think I'm a bad person because I'm depressed. And therefore, I will reach out for help. So can you see how external stigma has a direct link to internal stigma that people hold? People feel bad. People feel, I've let my family down. People feel, I've disappointed my family. People feel, this is so sore. How, where must I go? People feel alone and lonely in their plight when they have mental illness. You will never know how sore a place that is. And yes, we, we absolutely agree and we propagate and we encourage that we need to turn to Allah first. We need never, never, never to forget that Allah is a merciful Allah. And if it was someone I did wrong, Allah promises that if we turn to Allah, Allah will forget everything. Everything that we do, if we turn to Allah with sincerity, Allah will forgive us. So we have to encourage ourselves. 
encourage others. Speak with Allah. Speak with your loved ones. But then we need to give them a place of safety to do that. We can't throw it in their faces afterwards. Ya, but jet sukamak and ya, kekulajin. Ya, jakekina yourself in and jivali yourself help me, you know. Depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, these mental illnesses are so debilitating, not by the choice of the person, but the illness is so tough. The, the symptoms of the illness is so hard to bear. You know, when people recover, one of the things people will tell me all the time, they will say, I never, ever, ever want to go back there. I never want to feel like that again. So we're going to take commercial news and when we come back, I would like to speak about what it feels like um, in some of my knowledge that I hold when one is in such a very deep, depressed state and when you have what we call suicidal ideation. Please stay with us, don't go away. Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and we continue with our program and we are focusing on mental health, mental illness, stigma, the mercy by Allah. And also at this time, I just want to touch on suicide because suicide, I think, has it's a direct link with stigma and how because there is such a lot of stigma in our community, people feel there is no place for them to go to. There is no resolution to my difficulty. There is no intervention that can help. And often it is because they feel so bad. So I, I want to speak about how sore a person is when you are so down and out to the point that you feel it is better if I if I meet my Lord. It is better if I I just want to rest. Very often, these people are tired. They are tired of this road, this mountain that they have to climb out. You know, from a depressed uh, position. Um, if you think of depression, and if you think that you're in this deep, dark place or deep place so it's hard to get out of there and I try and I try and I struggle and I'm tired very very often you know people are tired of of the struggle of being alone in their mind remember when people are depressed they do not always think rationally they think in a way that is of that of a person who is mentally not well so if we are kind of in the normal range of if we if we have to look at it that way or describe it that way then we have a, the ability to um, make judgments have insight I'm able to say this is right the way I'm thinking it this is wrong the way I'm thinking it if you can imagine that a person who is depressed and so deeply depressed or deeply sore or deeply overwhelmed that they look at life they look at themselves they look at others they look at their life through specks glasses of sadness that are not entirely clear you know it's hard to see the, the good or the opportunity or the ability to solve or to resolve a situation. And so it's such a sore, very, very sore place to be. So for the most part, a person who would have decided to end their life 
it's usually not to end their life. It's usually to end the pain. It's usually to, I just want to sleep and never wake up again. Because when I'm awake, then the pain is back. Or I'm so tired. I just want to rest. I want to rest my heart. I want to rest my mind. And so there are no thoughts of I'm betraying myself. I'm not being a good faith-based person. I'm being a disobedient person. I'm arrogant and I couldn't care. I'm just doing what I feel I want to do. There is nothing like that. Nothing like that whatsoever. You know, and Allah knows what is in the person's heart. Allah knows the sore that the person carries. And it's, it's because of that that I'm saying, please be quiet rather than saying things that are hurtful and inappropriate and of which you do not know. If you have not stood in the shoes of someone who ha similarly as someone who has had pain and trauma and suffering inside of, of themselves for whatever reason, th this is how they are in this world. You know, this is their journey, this is their life, this is how they feel it. Who are we to judge that? You know? Who are we to, to have an opinion about it as if we are the knowledgeable people? And then 100% of us cannot at times solve our own problems. Cannot at times um, create an intervention that has a good outcome. Because we're all fallible, you know. We all have inabilities or we all have struggles we all have jihad nafs every one of us have jihad nafs and jihad nafs is just different for every person very often i've i've experienced that people who will consider suicide are people who put such a lot of pressure on themselves to want to please to want to be good, to never disappoint, you know, to want to love in the best of way. And by Allah, Allah knows the thinking at that time that gives them that as an only option. May Allah accept, may Allah accept them with Allah's mercy and forgiveness, inshallah, ameen. And I again want to remind ourselves, we have no right to say hurtful things. We have no right to hurt others. We are supposed to hold the hearts of the loved ones who have had a child depart under any circumstances. My heart is sore for a family who has lost a loved one and, they, and people have an opinion about it because it stigmatizes even their grieving process. People have an opinion about their grieving process. What right do we have? Wallahi, what right do we have? And we really need to stand back and make dua and ask Allah to protect us. Ask Allah to protect us from things that will hurt us. And ask Allah to give us guidance, inshallah, that we make decisions that will please Allah, inshallah, ameen. Inshallah, ameen, Allahumma, ameen. You know, I, so now I want to take the conversation to, if you are aware that someone is thinking of committing suicide, so the person is having conversations of, and you and you feel the um, the tiredness of of the struggle, albeit internal and external struggles, and you know that they are at the point where they feel like I can't anymore. You know that they are at the point of feeling 
it's no longer worthwhile for me to struggle on this dunya. I just want to be with Allah. I really just want to be safe with Allah. How often will people not feel like they will be safe with Allah? Because they are not safe with us human beings. And we prove it over and over that our fellow human beings are often not safe with us. You know, we do not give them safety. We do not give them security. We do not give them compassion, support, understanding, help. You know, we just, we just judge. We just give nasty and ugly and sore um, and trauma, you know. So, so I think it's such a time to reflect on our behaviors. When you, when you are in a situation like that, and especially when the person says to you, I don't want you to tell anyone. It is helpful to try to help the person to get to the point of telling a loved one or reaching out for help. That's always your first option is to ask the person to do that themselves. Because remember, we are bound by confidentiality. But if you know that that person, you've now given them a chance and they haven't responded to that, and you are now in a situation of confidentiality, you have to tell the person, I know that it is sore for you and I know that you wouldn't want me to do this, but I do not have any choice now but to get help for you because you are at risk of hurting yourself. Okay, and under those circumstances of having informed the person after you would have given the person a chance and try to to motivate the person and try to encourage the person to reach out and to tell themselves. If that doesn't happen, then you the next is for you to then say to the person, please forgive me, but I'm going to have to do this to protect you. And that is when you then reach to speak with a loved one confidentially. It's never to break confidences. That person too needs to know that this is held in confidence, you know, in respect. When a person is in that space, it does not mean that they lose their dignity or their respect. You have to treat the person with respect, with mercy, with softness, with dignity with honor because they are a creation by Allah who is not well. So so that's just what I wanted to share with you at this stage. I know that we need to take commercial news and when we come back, I'm going to endeavor to look at the messages that we have received and then to try and answer some of them. I really just wanted to speak about these different aspects of mental health, mental illness, stigma, mercy, and to be supportive of people, that that is our duty and it is the right of a person who is unwell. They have a right over us to help in the way that we can. So for now, let's take commercial news. And when we come back, we will continue with the program, inshallah. Welcome back. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And good evening, especially those who have just tuned in. I'm Shahida Kali and we are speaking about mental illness, we're speaking about stigma, we're speaking about the mercy that we should show to our fellow human beings and we are speaking about suicide and how absolutely sore it is, the, the places that our fellow human beings sometimes find themselves in is such a sore place like you and I cannot even begin to imagine how tough it is. And inshallah, may Allah help us and help us to develop insight, 
Help us to understand. Help us to have love and mercy in our hearts so that we can be supportive of others, inshallah. So I've received a number of messages um, of people who have welcomed me back. And um, and I really want to say shukran to all of you. I'm not going to read out all your messages, but I acknowledge your messages and I thank you for it. And I'm as happy to be back <laughs> to speak with you. And let me take this opportunity to say shukran to Nadia and also shukran to all the other people who have been and who stood in, um, you know, with dad as well in the time when I wasn't on the air, and particularly Nadia, who did many programs and and who did an excellent job. Shukran so much, Nadia. I really appreciate it and appreciate you, alhamdulillah. So, you know, one of the messages that I've received, and this is also important for us to acknowledge, is that mental illness has increased due to COVID-19, even children as young as four, we see going into depressed mood, especially. I find it particularly with children or, or are single children, alone in the home with their parents, and how tough it is when a child is cut off kind of from the world because of lockdown, etc. And I've seen that and it's been very, very hard on our children. Um, and so we need to take particular care of them and also our young um, adults as well. I um, have a message that reads, I was 22 years old when I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, but my mom and dad, Araham, was my support system. I am now 51 years old and taking care of my mom that's in a wheelchair and has done so um, for 30 years. Mashallah, the person says they are stable. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I have the greatest admiration for you. And I am grateful that Allah has given you parents who did not stigmatize you, who supported you, who helped and encouraged you so much that today you can be the carer of your mom. May Allah grant you ease, may Allah grant shifa to you and your mom and Kamila to you as a family, inshallah, ameen. And then I, you know, the, the message goes on, I was never married and no kids, but our Muslim young ladies that are single, parents of these ladies, judge you because you know the person's been honest and said i've i have had a mental illness it is sad it is sad that a person is judged because a person has a mental illness imagine you know we don't do that with physical illness we don't do that you know to say you don't get married to that person because they have hypertension or they have cancer or they have um um some any other you know uh, physical illness or so they might have stomach problems or so you know people don't say well then you don't get married to them whereas often people with mental illness are judged and and it is wrong it is wrong for us to judge a person and and see them as lesser than because they have an illness that Allah has given them People with mental illness do not look for mental illness. It is an illness and a disease by Allah. It is a disease that is in the medical books as a medical, as a disease, as a mental health disease. It's not something that one sucks out of our thumbs and just say, well, the person, you know, has a disease, but you can't find it anywhere in, in medical books and mental health books. You know, it is a registered disease. And so, Ya Allah, may Allah give us guidance that we can approach a person with mental illness with a place of safety for them to be able to open up their hearts to us so that we can support them, inshallah. I mean, I received a message of someone who said, My father, Allah, Yarhamd, was a Huntington patient. So is my two brothers and part of my other family also. And 
and this is not there is not enough exposure inshallah i will look into that so that we can discuss it and focus on huntington's disease i'm making a note of it inshallah so that we can speak about it may allah grant shifa to your brothers and all the family who are experiencing huntington's disease and may allah give strength and resolve to the carers who have to look after their loved ones who are not well and may allah give guidance and insight to the community to support these people these families and these people who are not well inshallah ameen allahumma ameen i have a message that reads disrespecting their own mother who is over 70 no dingy net van your pillar um and and you know the 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 message is a little bit i'm i'm going to say what i think the person's writing the person's saying they are treating their mom unkindly she's over 70 um and they are not what are they going to do bring the flowers when it is too late when they have the opportunity to do it now and shukran for this message it's such a beautiful reminder for ourselves that when you have your mother and your father be good with them keep them under your wings of mercy more so when they are aged like in this case where the person the mommy is 70 plus may allah give us guidance inshallah Another person wrote, I learned to keep to myself and depend on myself and are there for my frail mom and a person with a mental illness should know the difference between right and wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have the ability to know what is right and wrong, even if there is mental illness, unless it is in the range of psychosis like schizophrenia, when it is when the person if they are in a moment you know of of the psychosis that it is hard or difficult or they are unable to distinguish certain realities but there is help to be gotten the more we do not stigmatize the more people will accept that there is help to be gotten and reach out for the help inshallah Another person wrote to say, I take care of my mom, although the other siblings don't help out of taking care of my mom. I want to speak with siblings. When there is a child in the house, and often it is the last kind, the youngste kind in the house, or the last ongetrouwde kind in the house, um, who then has the responsibility to look after the parents. It is every child's responsibility to look after their parents. And carers of, of parents also need help and a break. So I want to encourage siblings, get together, take turns. You know, let the older um, grandchildren of grandparents also take turns. We are teaching our children valuable lessons in terms of caring, caring for each other, caring for elders, caring for moms and dads, caring for grandmothers and grandfathers. That is appropriate behavior, appropriate teaching. And those are teachings that we are recommended to do ourselves and also to teach our children, inshallah. So then I have a message that says, we, we're having, oh shame man, the person saying, we're having load shedding and will, be, will not be able to follow the program. Is there any possibility that you may send me the link or voice note of tonight's program, Kanala? Will be much appreciated. I am going to ask the, um, the program producer to put the link on the website and then you can access it that way inshallah and then another message and it's it's a pity but you know the load shedding is another um, aspect of our lives that we have to accept and deal with and work with inshallah another person writes you will be shocked to see you know me for several years by face greetings to me allah knows 
why only now you are sent in my life i uh, shukran so much i feel like what the person's saying that perhaps this conversation tonight means a lot to them and understand that i am only the voice through which allah put me here so that i can convey information and encouragement and inspiration that is going to help humankind and so this is what allah wants from us by allah i'm grateful if it has helped you and inspired you and encouraged you i want to encourage all the listeners because you know we fastly you know working towards the end of the program and so i want to take the opportunity to encourage you um to inspire you to encourage you to goodness inshallah amen to encourage you to know that if you know someone we probably all know someone who is suffering from mental illness support them let them know that you are there for them you know don't approach them because of inquisitiveness approach them and just let them know i'm here for you know that you are not alone know that i care if i can't do anything i can get help for you if i'm able to just listen to you that's what i'd want to do hold people's confidences don't let someone speak with you and immediately you go and speak about it with others hold and respect people's confidences and ask someone who is not well 